Hello and welcome to another edition of Careless Whist Pod, the podcast where you walk into an empty room and suddenly your heart goes boom. <laughs> I am Gary. I'm Jeremy. And uh, yes, we're here to... Uh, what do we got for him this week, Gary? We're, we're delighting our listeners' ears. With, Stroking them lovingly. With the dulcet tones of the Eurythmics. Uh, I don't know if I'd call Annie Lennox's voice dulcet. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful vocals. Yeah, look, I'm I'm just riffing here. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> uh, we got riffing on riffs in this episode. I don't believe we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're we're covering the track. There must be an angel by yeah. the Eurythmics. Uh, Corker of a track, man. Banger. I really. I, I gotta say, Eurythmics is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. Really? Like outside of the metal world? Uh, yeah. Wow. There you probably, go. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, they're up there with the Beatles and um, Bowie and all that and kind of stuff for me. ONJ and ONJ. We haven't oh, got yeah. any ONJ yet on no, this not uh, yet. podcast. I think we should, we should probably do a, a series pop, about pop ladies, pop divas. Yeah, yeah. And I reckon she'll definitely be making Feature a feature. I mean, we could make that the first episode of that series, <laughs> and the second, and I, the third. I don't think you have a choice. Yeah, no, I do not. I know that. <laughs> so, second single off uh, the album "Be Yourself Tonight." Be Yourself Tonight, 1985. And this album. was their only number one single. The, in the only UK, number right? one uh, single for, for the band, yeah, of the, the British uh, duo. Well, being such a fan, give us a bit of background. Okay, so. I uh, mean, Eurythmics have so many good songs. Uh, Sweet Dreams, mm-hmm. Made of These. Uh, what was the one we were talking about before? Now, now I've got to say them on mic. I can't remember any of them. But yeah, I can't remember that. Here comes the rain again. Oh, here, oh my favorite. Yeah. Oh, just so many. Uh, there, there were a lot of good tracks on this album as well. Uh, mm. Be yourself tonight. Even, even Annie's uh, solo stuff. I really like yeah. a lot of that as well. 100%. Walking on broken glass. That was yeah. the song I was thinking of. Yeah, that was ah, Annie. Yes. Stone Cold Bangers. Yes. But let's do a little bit of historical... uh, Analysis. Yes. Some uh, cartography, whatever. No, what is it? Archaeology? Cartography. Cartography is maps. That's maps. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Archaeology. We're we're mapping out the the history of the band. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's good. Good save. Archaeology as well. (laughs) We're digging up. Yeah, we're digging up the fossils. There's a bit of dirt to dig with uh, the Eurythmics, though. Yeah. It's a little bit of a gossip episode. A bit of, a bit of a tumultuous relationship yeah. between uh, the two main members, which are uh, Annie Lennox and uh, Dave A. Stewart. Uh, Can I be honest? Yes. I had no idea that they were a couple. They were before... Well, it's kind well, of... this is where it gets sort of complicated. Yeah, right? it kind of varies. I've heard different reports. Some people say they broke up just before, before. they started Eurythmics. Yeah. Some people say they broke up just after. Yeah, right. Uh, but before they were the Eurythmics, they were in a band called The Tourists, who were originally called The Catch. And were kind of like a pop... No, sorry, a punk kind of band yeah yeah uh so they formed in 76 uh the the tourists and they they split in 1980 uh dave and annie were in a hotel in wagga wagga in new south wales of all places wow the place so nice they named it twice uh so they were in wagga wagga in the hotel and i think annie had a like a mini synthesizer yeah right uh and that's playing around with that and they're like we should start a band. The the only kind of I wouldn't say rules, but the the 
the the concept of the Eurythmics was that they would be the two main members. Yeah. And they'd just bring in musicians as they needed them. Yeah, right. That they were the core of the group. And I think that worked really well for them, even though their relationship was so fraught. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that was probably... such a good creative relationship. That, that tension probably was what totally. brought out so much good music, as is, as is so often the case. But I was sort of reading that their sort of relationship remained tumultuous for years to the point where... Like both of them, sort of, because I know, is it uh, Dave Stewart's? He's got a biography now. Yes. I read a little bit of that um, just online, but they sort of, I don't know, if directly blame the breakups of their previous relationships on them, sort of on each other, you know what I mean? Yeah. And she sort of snubbed him by not inviting him to her last wedding, and yeah. a lot of and their mates reckon that's because there's unresolved stuff and. Let's go, wow. Dave, Dave, I was also reading an interview with Dave where he said Annie's uh, first solo single, Why, was apparently about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But he said they would meet up after the band split. And when they'd meet up, they would never talk about those kind of things, the songs that they'd written about each other. Yeah, right. Because, you know, because then it would get heated. So they always kind of made a this kind of unconscious decision to uh, not bring up those That's kind of tough. things when they... Wow. Uh, well, I mean, that relationship brought about uh, many, many fine songs. Uh, totally. This being one of them. Uh, and it's so funny, though, because this is such an out-and-out love song. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some real... It's quite cheesy lyrics overall, right? It is, but it's kind of like the most joyous love song that they ever did because most of their stuff was about how unlucky in love and relationships Annie Lennox was. This is one where she's actually really happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But just to touch on a little bit more about the relationship between Dave and Annie, I read this really good article uh, in the Rolling Stone, uh, which was written... Around the time of uh, Be Yourself Tonight. Yeah, I see. Uh, so I got a lot of the information from that as well as Wikipedia song facts and <laughs> genius. <laughs> you guys thought we were joking when we said that's where we got our information from. <laughs> it's not, okay? I, I'm going to be honest. But ever, we're saving you time, okay? <laughs> ever since you mentioned that, I've all, I've made an effort every episode to go beyond. Oh, and, to above and, and beyond. Yeah, and listen to interviews and kind of find as much I'd be lying if I said I didn't still look at them. <laughs> but I'd still definitely look at but, them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was kind of this article for Rolling Stone. That's what I was talking about. The journalist kind of followed them around around the time where they were finishing off this album wow. they were making the videos yeah uh they didn't tour this album okay uh because uh annie was recovering from uh nodes on a vocal cord oh really nodules from, yeah right from the from the previous tour apparently wow okay it's kind of interesting reading this article i'll put a link in the description of yeah. the of the episode because it kind of shows how kind of bubbly and kind of light and uh, funny Dave Stewart was and how moody and kind of 
almost abrasive Annie Lennox seemed to Which be. Which is kind of weird because you kind of get the impression it's the other way around yeah, totally. on, on videos and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Uh, he's a, he sort of never says anything. He's sort of lurking in the background. He's and- a, he is a bit of an enigma, except on uh, the video previous to There Must Be an Angel, it yeah. was uh, Would I Lie to You? That was yeah. the first single they released off this album. Yeah. Uh, he actually, they do some acting at the beginning. It's and, unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but Dave actually has lines in it. Are you really late? What's the matter? Everything's the matter, that's all. Well, don't worry. Just be yourself tonight. Come on, Claude, let's go. But anyway, but we're we not digress. here to talk about that song. With <laughs> I just wanted to say one more thing about the Eurythmics. Uh, One of the big standout uh, features of the band uh, with the critics and the fans and whatnot was the kind of androgynous look that uh, Annie Lennox had. Like, she is super beautiful, still is. beautiful, yeah. Uh, but she she would uh, dress in suits and, like, men's clothing and shape a head and do all, the, all this kind of stuff to kind of uh, combat that. And I've got a really cool uh, quote from that uh, Rolling Stone uh, Rolling Stones uh, article where, where she talks about that. So in, in the article, uh, Dave's talking about how they could have gone all Madonna yeah, with, yeah. with their look and, you know, kind of put Annie to the forefront as a sex symbol. And uh, about this, uh, Annie said... Uh, when I started wearing mannish clothes on stage, it was to detract from what people had come to expect from women singers, the height of which was Debbie Harry, who I loved. But I felt I couldn't be a sex symbol, that's not me, so I tried to find a way to transcend that emphasis on sexuality. Ironically, a different kind of sexuality emerged from that. I wasn't particularly concerned with bending genders, I simply wanted to get away from wearing cutie pie miniskirts and t- tacky cutaway push-ups. Nice. So, yeah, they were just... Feminist powerhouse since day dot. Yeah, well, on this album as well, they got Sisters Are Doing Doing It For for Themselves with uh, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, what a tune. So, shall we talk about the album a little bit? Yeah, let's let's chat about it. And the song? Um, Okay, well... you know, we we have to have our, our new What's Chart Me new? Up. Uh, uh, chart Me Up, yes. W- let's do Chart Me Up. Welcome first. back to Chart Me Up. Well remembered. Because if you chart me up... I'll never stop talking about the Eurythmics. So, <laughs> so yeah, as uh, you mentioned, Jeremy, this is the first and only Eurythmics track to this date. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they get together and have another number one, then... Hey, anything's possible. They could break the record. Uh, it's the only one to reach number one in the UK. Uh, number three in Australia? Number three in Australia. Number one in Ireland, Norway, and Poland. They've got taste there. And, but... 22 on the US bill, Billboard Hot 100. Didn't America didn't like it as much? Mm, apparently yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, Fools. The the album itself, Be Yourself Tonight, reached number three in the weekly UK charts and number nine in the US Billboard uh, 200. So it did a little bit better than the single itself. Uh, number one on the Australian weekly charts. Uh-huh. Number two in New Zealand, Norway, and Sweden. Huh. Yeah. So Scandinavia quite enjoyed it. Mm, Scandy, a bit of Scandy love for the Euro, bit of Scandy, Euro yeah. Um, they do love a love song. Um, Twenty thirteen, NME voted number uh, number three best number one song of all time. Oh, really? In the NME, best what, number three, 
the third best number one <laughs> song of all time in the NME in a poll in 2013. Um, now, that was Chart Me Up. That was Chart Me Up. Uh, and let's... now it stops. Even though <laughs> I said it would never stop. It has. It has stopped. It has stopped. It, the it podcast hasn't, hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. We're, We're still, still going. going. But that's the chart me up part. We really got to lay it stopped. out for these dum-dums. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> All me fans are slags. Um, can uh, I please talk I, I about kid. the fact that Stevie Wonder's in this song now? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Which I've been going to. Stevie Wonder's in this song. Fucking Stevie Wonder. And that's the end of Is Stevie Wonder in This Song segment for this week. Uh, it's short but sweet segment. Yeah. Uh, is Stevie Wonder in this song? Does yes. what it says on the tin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stevie Wonder provides the amazing harmonica solo uh, in this song. Um, one of the, one of the best bits. Not my not my not money, the money shot. shot. Let's let's not. Uh, hey, let's not blow our money blow shot. Blow our proverbial too soon. Um, one of the great best parts of the song. Mm. Um, on that, Lennox recalled uh, it was getting very late, and we were getting pessimistic whether he'd even turn up at all. Finally, showed up, and he was really an adorable person. He had these braids on his hair with beautiful gold beads. And when he plays, he shakes his head so the bees, the beads make a, a loud noise, as do the bees. As do the bees, yes. Um, Ask Nicholas Cage in The Wicker Man, he'll tell you. That his assistant, who takes care of him, took out his this beanbag thing and gently tied Stevie's hair into it so it didn't make a sound down the microphones. This man is a supreme musician worth waiting for. So yeah. I just love the fact that Stevie Wonder has a bead helper. <laughs> he has a bead helper. And he kind of works on his own schedule. I think earlier in that quote, yeah, yeah. they're saying that he kind of goes by his own schedule. So they didn't know whether he was actually going to turn up or not and or when he was going to turn yeah, up. It's pretty crazy. It's hey? amazing. Imagine, imagine working with Stevie Wonder. Like, I'd probably quit after that. I, I don't, how do you top that? How do you top that? Yeah. A few other big hitters, though, on this track. Mm. Um, Michael Kamen uh, did the strings for it. Now, yes. Michael Kamen, very well known, has worked with a lot of different people across sort of popular music and film, but has worked with Pink Floyd, Tom Petty, Bon Jovi, David Bowie, Brian Ferry, mm. uh, Rush. Um, one of my favorite bits is that he has worked uh, with Metallica mm, on the, the song S&M. Nothing Else Matters on the S&M record. Yeah. Um, but also with Guns N' Roses. Gunners, November yeah. Rain on the MTV Video Music Awards performance. So He uh, also did uh, the orchestral stuff for one of my favorite Queen songs, which is uh, Who, Want to Live, uh, Who Wants to Live Forever. Really? Okay. Uh, I didn't know that. I, I fucking love that song. And do you know what he that. did do, though? What's that? Mint. Um, had a successful partnership with Brian Adams. Ah, yes. Right? And he did the ballad, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, mm. which is great. He also did, and I can't wait for this song to come up. I'm praying for this song. Yeah. He did All for Love. All for Love. For the Your Three Musketeers. <laughs> uh, which I hope to... Because just covering that video and that song is going to be so good. But who, who are the vocalists on that again? Brian you... Adams. Yes. Sting. Sting. And... Gordon uh, Sumner. Uh, Gordon Sumner, excuse me. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Rod Stewart. Ah, uh, the rod. The, the rod. The Bring lightning the rod. rod. <laughs> Actually, his hair in that video looks like he has been struck by lightning. Mm. So, you know. It's funny that you should mention Ryan, uh, Brian Adams, actually, because uh, 
the drummer on this track, Ole Romo, it was a producer and programmer for a lot of bands. Uh, and he produced uh, albums for Shania Twain, Brian Adams, The Cause, and more. Yeah. I, yeah, I did read that. So yeah. A bit of crossover there. A bit of crossover. We love a bit of, we love a bit of throwback, a bit of callback oh, there. Oh, man, of course. Should we talk about the, uh, the video? Have you got anything more on I think on the... we should just mention one more time that uh, Stevie Wonder's on this track. Yeah, that's actually... Um, oh, hang on. Um, we've got a whole segment for that. Yes. Um, let's do well, it again. Let's do it again. Is Welcome Stevie back Wonder to uh, Is Stevie Wonder on, on this, this track? track? Yes. And that was Is Stevie Wonder on this track? Thanks. There we go. Yeah, well, Beautiful. Well, it's good. Uh, uh, we should do it one more time at least before the episode's over as well. I well, think. people need to know, Gary. But people need I to know. Can't shout it loud And enough. also, it saves people from rewinding. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, is... is Stevie Wonder on this like, track? Be Kind Rewind, not when it comes to podcasts, though. No, no. We're in the digital age, Gary. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're probably kind of wandering off in their minds while they're listening to this anyway, so we'll have to 100% remind them. 100% we'll have to remind yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should yeah, we yeah. talk about the video now? Uh, can, can I just give a little bit more background on the album first, No, please? I don't want to hear about the album. Okay. Are you well, kidding me? I want to hear about the album. Okay. It was their fifth album. That's all I had. No. (laughs) (laughs) And now, yeah. Uh, It was kind of like a transitionary uh, album for them because, you know, obviously with Sweet Dreams and In the Garden and all that early stuff, there was a lot of synthy stuff. A little bit more aggressive sound. A bit more electronic and kind of cold. Yeah, mechanical. Yeah, almost industrial to a a point, electronica kind of stuff. So this was they them. toured with Ministry for a while there. Didn't uh, they? I think yeah, Al Jorgensen. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure Jesus built one of Annie Lennox, Lennox's hot rods. Did that um, uh, was Rod Stewart? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Hot rod. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Here we go. Oh, bring it full full circle. Oh, <laughs> you have to be quick to keep up here. So yeah, this album was kind of like more of like a rock pop kind of album though. There's still a little bit of the electronic uh, stuff in there. They sort of spoke about, I don't know if I'm getting this right. Annie Lennox, I think, was more of the darker sort of stuff. I think Mm. she liked that, whereas he liked, um, I think this was more of a him album and like, I think he wanted to take it in a bit more of a pop direction. Yeah. Because, uh, because of the videos, a lot of people think that Dave Stewart was the guy behind the synth and electronic sound, but it was mostly Annie that did that. And he would play guitar and produce the albums. He produced this album. Yeah. 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 And so he produced stuff for other people too. Right. uh, Yeah. I completely forgot to write down. He's done so much. Uh, I'll, I'll cover a little bit of that when we talk about the video. Yeah, sweet. That'll come up. So Annie yeah. Lennox did a lot of the darker stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this being a more guitar-driven record. record. Yeah. And then the next uh, album, the next album, Revenge. in uh, Rewenge. Rewenge, a murder <laughs> in uh, 1986. Like, they go even further into the pop rock yeah, kind of yeah. realm. I mean, with tracks like Thorn in My Side, When Tomorrow Comes, Missionary Man. When Tomorrow Comes, great show. I mean, all, Missionary Man, great. Yeah. All, all great videos as well. And just, yeah, that's really kind Missionary of... Missionary Man, that was about you, wasn't it? That was The Edge. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing him back. No. <laughs> he never left. <laughs> still in my house <laughs> he's still there jerking away yeah yeah uh 
releasing the same guitar riff uh, yeah anyway oh, oh whoa 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 shots fired at the edge <laughs> Wait, well, he's he'll be yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we were both struggling to get that joke oh, God. <laughs> um let's see uh yeah as i mentioned before any uh was kind of in a fragile state in regards to a voice around that time mm-hmm. because the nodules on a, a vocal cords uh, she was asked about it and she kind of got a bit upset about it. Oh, she could be, oh no. Uh, she said, you can't run with a broken leg. Uh, that's correct. But I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's too negative. Talking about my voice being fucked up is the worst thing I can do. It just made me depressed. So yeah, she was, I feel it. Like, I feel it. Like. She was in a pretty bad state and yeah, reading through that Rolling Stones, uh, article, you could tell she was just not, no, maybe not in a, such a good place, which yeah. is so weird considering the content of the record, right. And mm. considering a voice sounds so buoyant and alive on this yeah, song, you totally. know, I, I, I love how it just kind of showcases her range yeah just so and i mean we were just showcases at all we were just watching before a live version from a couple of years ago i mm. would assume and it's still there man it's all still, those runs yeah. it's like definitely a little bit aged and, and a little bit huskier as you said mm. but still there absolutely mm. amazing vocalist i did have one question actually for yes. you on the album yes um i was curious as to whether um any other popular musicians who had successful careers in their own right perhaps featured on the song like uh i don't, I don't know, know. Uh, uh, i can't uh, see uh, uh, my notes stevie wonder ah yes was he on the song well, that, well, maybe we should have a, a segment. Oh, that's a good idea. What, what should we call it? Why don't we just call it, um, is, is Stevie, Stevie Wonder, Wonder on, on this, this track? track? Is Stevie Wonder on this track? Yes. Thank, Thank you, you for that's, listening listen to, to is Stevie. I think that works well. Yeah, yeah we should keep that. At yeah. least two more before the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> just string them. Everything else gets, it's just you just string them all together and that's the episode. <laughs> just a, another one little thing I wanted to mention. Uh, mostly this album was recorded and produced in Paris. Really? They had a little loft. Uh, a L- little love nest perhaps? Wow. Well, wow. Created, a creative love nest. A, a angry nest. Yeah. <laughs> An anger nest. Anger nest. A wasp nest. Yeah. Look at my anger nest. <laughs> Please enter my anger nest. Oh, not again. <laughs> uh, and they actually, they got stuff from their London studio and they, they bought it to Paris and they recorded the album on the same console that they used to record Sweet Dreams as a kind of like a lucky charm to kind of help yeah, them right. bring, bring them success again, you know? Yeah. Some of the some of the rest of it was recorded in LA and Detroit, and I believe Man, it's insane the budgets for these records compared to now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we just shipped a desk, yeah, from England to yeah. France, and then oh, we flopped over to LA, and to like the money that must have been involved in these records. And wherever insane. they went, they were just so busy they were constantly busy and we'll, we'll talk about that a bit yeah, more when yeah. we talk about the video speaking of which shall we or yeah um let's talk about the video yeah cool so this for me is an example of a classic example mm. of an 80s pop oh, video oh yes i think this is a very very good uh example mm. um uh, of why we love 80s pop videos mm. um it's got everything 
It's got the costumes got, from the costumes. I think from Blackadder. They obviously <laughs> hired those for an afternoon. Um, yeah, we got Dave Stewart dressed as the Sun King. Louis the well, oh, my Roman numerals aren't good. Louis the Fourteenth of France. X V I V. X X I V. X I V. Yeah, there you go. Mine isn't much better. Jeez, is, there it, you go. is that fourteen? I think X I V. Yeah, fourteen. So Louis the Fourteenth. Uh, if we're wrong, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was about to say you could correct us, but don't. Don't. Like, you just sound like a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> Let us live in that realm yeah, of just, blissful just, ignorance. Yeah, give it to us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's the king and Annie kind of comes in as a singer to, uh, to entertain him. He's bored and then she starts, um, you know, really giving it some chops and he becomes interested. Her, her, her voice rouses the king's interest. Yeah, and, and I'm sure something else. Uh, sure. But really, I think it's not Annie Lennox or Dave Stewart that are really the best parts of this mm. video clip. I think there are two other there key are players. Two other key <laughs> players. <laughs> Namely that oh. the angel backing vocalist. <laughs> now, for those listeners that don't know Gary, Gary is a scary looking metal dude. Sure. Right? Who I have not seen Gary laugh as hard <laughs> as I just watched him laugh at this fat angel doing very clearly women's backing vocals. Yeah, so he's doing an Annie Lennox part. Can you can you give us a sample of what that? No, part I cannot. Like? No, I can't. Right, come on. No, I'm not gonna. Come on. I'm not gonna do it. Come on. No, I can't do come it. Come on, listeners. Ah. Let's let's get him. I'm not going to do it. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Fuck off. Well, the the ba do ba da part at the oh, beginning. Oh, that bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, no. I think you're talking about the backing vocal, which is one note in the chorus, as opposed to the... W. Oh, no, that is the part that he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I thought it was the... He, he's just miming the backing vocals mm. badly. Well, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him props. As much as uh, I was laughing at this guy, because he just seemed so out of place, it was clearly not his voice. He fucking owns it. Like, mm. he he does perform really mm. well, and he's got the balls to kind of get up there yeah. and fucking nail it. So, good on him. But the other, <laughs> the other uh, person of interest in the video was the... Uh, Young child the playing the harmonica apparently. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Clearly has never seen a harmonica seen before. Or heard or... uh, they mustn't have been playing the music in the background it, for him to try to mime was, along to it. It's pretty special. It's it's pretty great. Anyway, the video was directed. Now I, on some of the sites that I was reading, they were saying that the video was directed by a guy named Jorn uh, Heitman, who we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but it was actually directed by a, a duo called Eddie Arno and Mark Innocenti. Uh, they also did the video for Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves. Uh, they shot the video at the same time they were shooting the video for It's Alright, Baby's Coming Back ah. off, off this album. 
and the whole thing took uh, was shot over during the day over six days and all the edit editing happened at night uh in in that time which is interesting because peter gabriel's sledgehammer mm. was done in a week just yeah just over a week and this is like such that's so much more complex in comparison yeah. to this steaming turd sure well they were doing two videos at the same time two videos yeah that two yeah that makes sense okay uh and also dave stewart was running back and forth because he was um producing albums they shot it they they shot the video in london yeah and um so he he had production duties on some i can't remember the artist's name it was someone i hadn't heard of before but uh so he was doing the the shooting set schedule he was doing that he was promoing the the new album all this kind of stuff he was like the the pr face of the band yeah right and the schedules were just insane at the time. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, just one last thing I wanted to talk about before we hit the money shot. Oh, uh, yep. Uh, that was covers. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so there were three kind of standout covers for me. Did you want to tell us about the Leningrad Cowboys? Yeah, my favorite was the Leningrad Cowboys. Mm. If you don't know who the Leningrad Cowboys are, definitely worth you all uh, chucking a YouTube on that. They're a, a Finnish band. Uh, covers band mm. that sort of do things in a, a very sort of eclectic style, I guess. Mm. But this in particular, for fans of uh, the other podcast, Death to Orbit Metal, should <laughs> definitely have a listen to this version. Um, I didn't realize you could make this sort of a metal song but you can and they have and it's great oh i i wasn't i've got to be honest i wasn't a fucking massive fan of this uh, version of it it's yeah it's weird but worth a listen yeah yeah definitely definitely worth a listen they they keep saying online that it's a parody but i I think it's more of a straight it's more of a straight cover yeah uh you know a bit of metal elements and like gang vocals in there on the choruses and stuff like that but i think it's suffers from lack of Stevie Wonder and harmonica because did you know that uh, did you know that Stevie Wonder's on this track what (laughs) you heard me right we we should do why didn't we do a segment about this which reminds me we should have a segment good idea like sax appeal Mm-hmm. But about harmonicas, because I think there are a couple of tracks. Harmonica appeal. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of calling it "No Harm, No Foul." Oh wow! Yes, <laughs> I like it. This one goes in "No Harm, No Foul." So that 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 was our inaugural edition of "No Harm, No Foul." Uh, just one last thing I want to say about Leningrad Cowboys cover. Uh, the video that I watched of it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. There was a single comment on it. Oh, and what was the comment? <laughs> it was just a lady. It just simply said, okay. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know why, but that was fucking hilarious. Okay, so I just wanted to touch on a couple other covers. There was a cover by a girl group called No Angels in uh, Germany? Germany. Yeah, yeah. And it did actually really well on the yeah. charts. I heard it. Uh, it wasn't great, yeah. but uh, that was the the video for that was the one that was directed by Jorn Heitman, and he also directed a lot of videos for Rammstein. Ah, so right. he did Ich will Mutter, Kleine, wow. Kleine Lust, and more. Sick. 
Uh, Kylie Minogue did a cover, and it was she very much does not have the range, same <laughs> chops that <laughs> uh, Eddie, Lennox. Eddie Lennox does. Yeah, it's more like a dancey kind of cover. Yeah, it's fine, whatever. But uh, the one that I kind of enjoyed the most was uh, uh, the Eurythmics and Pavarotti. Oh yeah, that was great. The song. Yeah, yeah. Put the link up. We'll put the link up. Yeah, I'll put a link up. But it's just so weird his voice. Yeah. In in that mix, but it kind of works. And just watching him do it, he's just sort of oh. standing there, like. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he has a choice. So yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's yeah. not going anywhere very. Fast. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Big man himself. Yes. Uh, so let's. Time for the money shot. Let's hit the money shot. Uh, Jeremy. Mine's very easy. Yes. Mine is just that opening riff, the opening vocal mm. riff that uh, recurs. That you were going to give us an example of. No, nah, the people know. The people know. <laughs> You're going to edit it in underneath. I will. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite. Like, it's just instantly recognizable and just such a great hook into mm. the song. That's that's my mind. And just great uh, utilization of Annie Lennox's His voice. Vocals. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Uh, mine is the kind of like that uh, pre not pre-chorus the, like that bridge oh right. the, the, the sort of gospel bridge yeah the gospel bridge right before the harmonica yeah solo, yeah uh, with all the eighting words <laughs> uh, you, you love eighting yeah I, I do love a bit of eighting yeah. the edge yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just love her voice in that. There's a little bit of a key change yeah. in there, and the choir in the background getting into it. That's that's my money shot. Yeah, just just a just a bloody great song. <laughs> Tis indeed. So I look. That's I think we, I think we've done it justice. I, I think we have. I don't know. I could talk about Eurythmics for another a couple of hours, but. Uh, Let's let's release the Re- the listener the, from our clutches. <laughs> uh, shall we? Yeah, work out what we figure got. out what the next song is. Do you have anything uh, to? It's funny you should say that, and I'm not just saying that because I'm stalling while I try to think of something. Okay, no, I didn't. I didn't think that for a second. I'm, I'm glad you didn't because that's exactly not what, not what that's I'm not doing. what's happening. No, you, um, people might think that that's what I'm doing. That right you're now. stalling for time, like I'm filibustering or yeah, something. Yeah, right. No, no. But uh, but in actuality, further from the truth, that could not be. Uh, so <laughs> that said, for here, here for and unto with. I got an idea. Let's just yes. use the phone. You know what? That's yeah, probably a better. Idea. That's yeah, probably yeah. better. Okay. Here we go. Oh, oh, uh, don't you want me, baby? Yeah, don't. Yes. Da-da-da. I was working as yeah, a waitress in, in a cocktail bar. Who's the artist? Uh, the Human League. The Human League. Okay. All right. Bit of synth pop. Bit of synth pop. I'm excited. Bit of synth poppy boys. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Good. I like it. Excellent. So, Sweet. Uh, thank you for joining us for the, our Eurythmics uh, Gab Sesh. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. For a bit of Synth Poppy Boys. Thanks for listening. I've been Gary. I'm Jeremy. Bye. Bye.